Hello, and welcome to Ben Feldman. The Ben where we Feldman. I'm Ben. I'm Feldman. There's French people in this movie. I mean, you explained to me this afternoon how the whole Ben Feldman thing came to be, and it's even stupider in retrospect, but it is something that I have to live with now, um, and my deep, deep respect for Ben Feldman. It is your defining character trait. I do love him. I just don't love him as much as I think it (laughs) has been portrayed that I love him. Well, you can't confess to this now when we're about to watch a Ben Feldman movie. Ben, if you, I don't know, for some reason, like, lost your mind, decided to listen to two idiots do a commentary on a film that you were in, I'm sorry I said that I don't love you that much. (laughs) Please know that this is one of my favorite movies that doesn't feature Robin Williams as a cross-dressing nanny. (laughs) I'm excited. I do like this movie quite a bit. I, I love it. I saw it in theaters not knowing anything about it other than it was a horror movie, and it turned out to be... A terrifying experience because I'm very claustrophobic. Yeah, not it, that part's not fun. No, it's not. Um, so yeah, I guess this is our audio commentary for the film As Above, So Below, which is available on Netflix or on the Redbox DVD that I accidentally paid $26 for because I forgot to return it. On the it. plus side, I mean, that's a reasonable price to pay for this movie. Uh, $26? Sure. It has all of the special features blocked out because it was a rental copy. (laughs) Worth every penny. Yes, but I own it. Um, (laughs) But we will be watching it on Netflix um, in case anyone, if you're listening to this without watching along, that's that's a you problem that you should probably address. Uh, There will be light facts in this episode, even though I have two and a half pages of notes. You, you... Took notes for a commentary. I didn't take notes. I more went through the uh, the trivia on IMDb and then added my own musings about Dante's Inferno, which you'll find that this movie is a very, I'm not going to say ham-fisted allegory for. <laughs> it's more like a lean Canadian bacon-fisted allegory. I am excited for that part. Um, I've heard all of it before. <laughs> Because we've watched this movie together before, Um, but I know this podcast um, isn't about me, so I think the listeners will probably get something out of it. Uh, I hope so. (laughs) Um, Let's see. This is the first time I've watched it with my face this close to the screen, and I'm wearing headphones, and I am very, like, sensitive to scary sounds. That should be fun. I also ate an edible, so... Woo! This is to celebrate, I guess, our... 35,000th download. Yeah, listen. Download. Are they the yeah. same thing? I don't know how anything uh, is measured. Yeah, it's 35,000 times our podcast is played into someone's That's a ear. Lot. It's a lot. I mean, it's not my favorite murder levels of infamy, but I'll take it. I don't know if I want my favorite murder levels of infamy. No, I, I can't write a book about my life. It isn't that interesting. It's just a lot of pressure. <laughs> um, I mean, if we're going to get into that, I'm definitely the 
the Georgia. <laughs> uh, so, yes. So we're watching this on Netflix. The movie starts immediately with the Universal Studios logo, if that helps anyone sync up. Um, we're going to count you in on... We're going to do one, two, three, go. And then the movie will start, and we'll start talking. And at that point, you better have the movie playing, or else, like I said, you're a weirdo. Just listening to audio <laughs> commentaries for a movie you're not watching. I Honestly, I've wanted to do one of these since I watched all three Lord of the Rings extended editions with the cast commentary, oh, where they couldn't get everyone in the favorite. same room. So it's like four different groups of people all doing commentaries on the same movie stitched together. Those are my favorite. I've I have spent many hours watching Lord of the Rings commentaries because that's the kind of person I am in the kind of life I've led. I love how excited Billy Boyd gets about stuff. <laughs> He's so cute. Um, almost as much as with the Pirates of the Caribbean commentary where Kira Knightley is so excited about how her cleavage looks on screen. <laughs> anyway, so uh, fuck it. Let's get into it. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So we're going to start the movie in one Two, three, go. Is this the part where I'm supposed to say something funny? Uh, so this logo was actually designed by Peter T. Universal in 1919. He hand animated it. Are they still using that same animation? Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. Uh-huh. It's very... Uh, sophisticated for its time did i tell you about the time i was at universal studios when they were shooting superstore and i was within like 30 yards of ben feldman but i couldn't see him no i did see lauren ash though which was really cool <laughs> oh i forgot how this movie started not yes, in it, france it, uh it doesn't start in France. The first person you see is that lady's teeth. <laughs> oh, and I'm going to go ahead and say eyeliner. One of the hottest women I've had the pleasure to put my eyes upon. <laughs> it's like they couldn't afford Gal Gadot, which is fine. It's like she's staring into my soul. Right? Like in the Salem Witch Trials. <laughs> I'm, I don't know how I'm going to do commentary. I'm just so wrapped up in the movie that I love. <laughs> just wait until they, they get they start to, doing shit. I think, yeah, I think I should have specified before we started that this is not a good first time viewing of the film. No, I feel like you should watch it and then come back and do the commentary. Yeah, it's not good to just jump in with us. Yeah, you don't want our idiot commentary over your first viewing of this movie. This masterpiece of film. I mean, I'm going to go ahead and say it. It's it's a solid, like, standard movie seven, but no one really gave it a chance. Yeah. Because it's weird. <laughs> and also, everyone was already over, I think, the found footage thing. Like, by 2014, yeah, I, people were done with it. I usually don't like found footage, like with the exception being the standards like Blair Witch, Paranormal Activity, and mm -hmm. then this. So you were the one who pointed out to me 
this is probably too early in the movie to get into this, but um, the footage they do use, like, they do keep really good track of, like, which cameras are still in play. And it makes sense well, why people are it, filming. What happened was they obviously planned for it. And the only people who get, uh, like, cameras on their helmet or their heads are the th- the people who survive. Mm-hmm. They don't put them on Suxi, Benji, or Le Papillon, because Benji had the main camera and the other two didn't. I also like that they didn't really explain who this man is. Nope. Or, yeah, it's very in media res. It's like, you have no idea who any of these people are, where they are. A friend of my dad. I don't know why she's (laughs) making this documentary. Maybe Benji had a school project. And that was a genius way to change the angle. Yeah. Let me just hack at this with my ball peen. Sirens are making me nervous. I know what happens, and I'm like, oh, God, get out. Is that Black Phillip? That's a load of bull. (laughs) We'll do commentary on the witch later. Can we? I would. My favorite horror movie. Uh, When we hit 45,000 listens. 45? Can we just wait till 50? 50, I feel, would be good. Wait, we want to do 50, we'll do The Witch? Yeah. For the no witch thematic just gonna... reason other than I feel like watching The Witch. When we get to 100,000, we do Hereditary and then we no. end the podcast. <laughs> I refuse to watch Hereditary ever again. Or like Suspiria or something, just gross. Suspiria I'll do, I haven't seen that one yet. Um, uh, Don't watch it high. Noted. Uh, Dad! Kabloom. So, what took me, like, three viewings to realize was that, A, that man was still kind of alive, and B, he wasn't real. (laughs) (laughs) You thought someone was actually, like, hanging in the tunnels? Yeah, I just... I get so wrapped up in the cool later parts where they're, like, national treasuring their way down to the catacombs. Yeah, hate that part. Did they specify why they were destroying the tunnels that are probably ancient and, like historically significant just that they were this is iran right right? i think so honestly this part of the movie is the one that i remember the least amount of i always forget about it until we start the movie her hair looks so good yeah for just having escaped a series of collapsing caves 
I'm not going to say that's the biggest thing that bothers me in movies and TV, but it's definitely one of them. You saw Crimes of Grindelwald, right? Yes. You saw what Nicholas Flamel looked like in that movie, right? I, I did. Oh boy, having a hard time remembering that movie. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. I'm not gonna lie to you. I wanted more Zoe Kravitz, but what are you gonna do? Where does she find the time for all this? I mean, I don't think she has a robust social life as her boyfriend she left in a prison in some fucking country. We'll find out. Messing with a shot. I don't think he's going to need to learn French. <laughs> he's not going to be in France for very long. <laughs> well, or will he be in France forever? He's going to be in France forever. Do you know that her little brother was the littlest vampire in The Littlest Vampire? i never seen that movie. Girl. <laughs> We're not doing commentary for The Littlest Vampire. No, I'd rather not. <laughs> So you would say she's like 30, right? Yeah. What age is the actress? Oh, hey. Oh, I got to talk because I've been here to this street. It's not Rue Nicholas Fomel. I can tell you that. <laughs> but it was a couple blocks from my hotel in Paris. It was pretty cool. I walked over there. Is there, is there a Rue Nicholas Flamel? Maybe, but it's not that straight. I've also been here. I'm gonna I'm gonna not do that the whole time. But No, please do. <laughs> I will say I, I did I'm... during my trip to Paris make sure to visit Nicholas Fomel's house directly before I went to the catacombs. Oh good. Um I mean I take it that you won't be able to go I've been there like after we get into the bulk of the movie. Theoretically. She was 29 when they shot this? I mean, it's not impossible. Ben Feldman was 35? Ben Feldman 40? Ben Feldman's old as shit, I'm sorry. He looks 25. Yeah, he's ageless. Um, he's, he's 39. Recently 39. Gotcha. You know, like you do. As you do. I will say that's so endearing. Like, as a way to introduce a character. Yeah, he just breaks in and fixes old clocks. No, I think that was the point where I fell deeply, deeply <laughs> in love with George. Also that look. And that. <laughs> 
I have to go work at a superstore with America <laughs> Ferrera. Hmm, there we go. I've got fun glasses to wear. <laughs> The fatal flaw of this commentary is I just I want to watch the movie. Yeah. Also that part. I do love the like loose neckline sweater off the shoulder look. It's very cool. The one the one look that she has. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where do you even get sweaters like that? I, you know, that's a good question. I don't think Urban Outfitters has, like, a grave robber section. <laughs> <laughs> Though she's not technically... Oh, here's your chance to complain about the description, the Netflix description. Oh, okay. Sexy Tomb Raider. Uh, it's like gorgeous Tomb Raider yeah. or something. Like, like the first explores- line of the description is talking about how hot she is. Yeah, like, that's not the headline. She knows four dead languages. (laughs) She has multiple doctorates. Also, she's crazy. Oh, she's insane, but... Which clock tower is he in? I... Do you know how many goddamn churches there are in Paris? There were literally two within, like, a block of my hotel. And there's one less now. (laughs) I was so upset that that fire was as big as it turned out to be because my hunchback with a hot plate joke was just so fresh. And I (laughs) had it for like 10 seconds and I was like, I can't. I feel like that would not have been well received. I think my favorite was... A picture of it, and then the caption, a new hunchback has been chosen. I would love to go to Paris and read into old shit this much. Yeah. How this isn't behind glass. I mean, I get that you gotta have it up for the movie, but also put it behind glass, people. They probably did after this. Like a normal museum. I don't even know if that's like a real thing. Yeah, probably not. 
I mean, after we do this, I'll probably know because I'm going to search it for the Catacombs episode we haven't recorded yet, but that's already been released. Identify so much with George in this scene. <laughs> I like how he does the gym teacher point. Yeah. Also, why does it rhyme in English? I was going to say, isn't this the Green Lant Lantern thing? <laughs> Ryan Reynolds would be the only thing that could improve this movie. <laughs> that and if this movie was an hour longer. It's so nice how easily he gets roped into her bullshit. And he just keeps going with it. Like the whole movie is like, nope, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. And then he does it. Yes, I'm fucking doing this. <laughs> well, you see, Sarah, he is actually the Dante character oh, boy. in this Here film. We go. Here we fucking and, go. And uh, Scarlet is the Virgil as she is guiding them through the catacombs. And Dante, uh, George, is an unwilling... <laughs> participant uh dante's inferno doesn't really say anything about the random french people or the cameraman but <laughs> how does he not know right that's like the how most does he not thing. know the catacombs are so cool I would love to see them. You need to get there one day. I literally went to Paris just to see the catacombs. Like, I had a whole Belgium trip planned, and then it was like, oh, I'm shit. I'm like an hour and a half from Paris. And I was waffling on it. And then I remember the catacombs existed, and I was like, shit, I gotta go to Paris. Womp womp. <laughs> if we burrowed through the solid <laughs> stone... Like he said. What? Where did he get the starry pieces? Uh, the chest that he carries around in his pocket. They're playing Chinese checkers. I don't know. Also, I'd like to imagine him just like living in different clock towers, like the hunchback. <laughs> oh. Oh, Benji. Yeah.
I've been here. Is the tour in English? There's no tour, actually. It's, um, I mean, maybe it's changed and it's a recent thing, but you just had, like, the audio guy that you followed, and there were little numbers, and you listened to it, which is my preferred way to tour things. Well, but, yeah, that's what they did for the King Tut exhibit that we went to at OMSI, and it was so much better. Yeah, I I get really antsy on, like, just regular tours. It's like I'd rather read or listen. Yeah, I don't think that would have gone well in a script, though. Yeah, no. You know, the, ah, no, never mind. I need to save that for the Catacombs episode, which you already have. You will have already heard. Listen to. Never mind. And if you haven't, Can why are you listening to this? They got excited. After you. Pay close attention to this man. Papillon. <gasps> Where did he go, Emily? He's going to... I'll tell you later. <laughs> I don't know why I'm keeping spoilers out of this. Again, if this is your first viewing, turn us off. What, what's Travis's name for her yet? Again? I don't remember. Like that bitch? That bitch. <laughs> this bitch? Um, she also looks like a knockoff Darla Baker. She does a little bit. I think she's Ukrainian. I found her Instagram once. That guy dancing with just his head. <laughs> He must be from Minnesota. <laughs> oh, God. I was at Vampire Weekend on Sunday. Speaking of Minnesota dancers, I swear to God, like that, that crowd is maybe like 90% just white guys with glasses. Preferred method yeah, of, that's their fan of base. dancing was just jumping up and down real fast, kind of just bouncing. It was embarrassing. <laughs> I've been to 303 concerts. I, I know. Oh, God. Yep. Just a lot of girls in gold leggings and. This guy kind of looks like a cheap Andrew Garfield knockoff. Le Papillon? Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. The eyebrows. What else has he been in? I have no idea. His name is Francois. Uh, it would be. Uh, he was in that movie Frank where... Uh... Michael oh, Fassbender had the that big, big head. head on. Yeah. And then he's uh, mostly been in French things. I like Susie. She doesn't was... deserve anything yeah, that she's... happens to her in this movie. Uh, technically, she's... she does, Sarah. <laughs> well, I'm just saying she's one of the least annoying people. Yeah. <laughs> George is definitely, like, the audience no. surrogate in this movie. No, half is fine. I, I think we'll find that Ben Feldman is all of us. 
We are Ben Feldman. Ben Feldman is us. <laughs> this is my crime team. <laughs> Do you ever come out of watching this movie just really wanting to watch Amelie again? I've never seen Amelie. I have some new... Oh, interesting. Look at the burn on his hand. Hmm. We don't talk about it. At some point, this... Uh, movie commentary is just going to become you talking along with the movie. <laughs> and not realizing it. <laughs> it's like a French Sarah Silverman. Yeah, I see it. This man is a man unto himself, though. Have you listened to French rap? Because it is surprisingly good. Yeah, I think I've heard some of it. I don't know. Almost as good as French club pop. <laughs> His hair gets bigger in every scene. I'm not kidding. <laughs> it just well, floofs you know, humidity. It does a little more Sean Hunter every time the camera angle changes. That's who he reminds me of. Sean it's taken Hunter? like four watches of this movie to realize this. And then his best friend over there is the Corey. So I found these like when I was vacation planning. I'm going to talk about my trip again. But they talk about these like yeah. um, old rail tunnels under Paris. And it's like, oh, that'd be such a cool place to explore. And then they talked about, yeah, some of these tunnels are like a half mile long. So bring a flashlight. Also, there's rats. I'm like, hmm. Mm, pass. Hard pass. Now, we're going to take a second to inspect everyone's footwear to make sure that it's appropriate. Boots. Scar boots. Scarlet's pushing it. I think... Don't they all have, think, like, boots? Isn't that, like, a point? I think, George, I think George is just wearing some fucking Keds. Yeah, but, like, George... Specifically, is not going into the catacombs, even yeah, though he no, like keeps just fucking following them. Well, technically, he doesn't have a choice because some shit that is about to happen. Well, no, but it's like, like all the following them up to this point, like he keeps saying like he's gonna dip, and then he never dips. This you is you know his own he fault. wants to exactly. Um, my mom got me uh, two headlamps for Christmas, and I was so fucking excited. Oh, God. What do you even use those for? Camping. Oh, duh. Yeah, I found that's that my I enjoy that. Point, George. This is about the point in the theater where my butthole started to clench because I, again, hate small spaces. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know how the police do that? I mean, it's France. There's no rules in France. And then the police officer who just, like, stands outside after he does that and is like, well, I guess I'll just go get a baguette. <laughs> like, would you? I wouldn't go down there. Fuck it. No, that's literally the entrance to hell. I actually have a bullet-pointed list of which sections of what they're about to do corresponds to which circle of hell. <laughs> What circle of hell are we on now, Emily? Uh, This is the vestibule. Uh, This is where... It's kind of like purgatory. Okay. Uh, The vestibule starts more like when we get to the cultists. Right. Oh, poor George. That's right. Poor George. And blaming himself for like 30 years. Oh, I wonder why. (laughs) In jail. In a foreign country. I'm here because of the police. (laughs) God. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. Just the water? Just the cramped space plus the water. Oh, yeah. No, it's terrible. I also like that the the headphones really drive the stereo sound home for me. (laughs) Okay, I lied. We're not in limbo yet. Um, They're just kind of working their way in. So, this is just more of a fun fact, and I don't know if people like actually know this, but they're the first film production to gain uh, approval from the French government to shoot in the catacombs. None of this was a stage. That is very cool. Some of it might have been a stage, but otherwise, like, they actually hauled all of this shit down into the parts of the catacombs that aren't used. All of that graffiti is real. Okay. Hate it. Now we're in the vestibule with that (laughs) bitch. (laughs) 
This part of the movie is very believable to me because I could totally see, like, yeah, sure, there's weirdos that go down to the cults and do weird rituals. Um, well, actually, I will have talked about it in the other Catacomb episode, but um, people do this. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> the theory is that the cultists with... Uh, hold on, I need to find this note. Mm. Oh, this is the least favorite part of the movie. No, this is... Yeah, I had to close my eyes. Like, the rest of it, I'm fine with. Honestly, like, this is the most claustrophobic part that I remember. So, the uh, cult... Yeah, we're gonna talk over this because it makes me deeply uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> Go for it. Teach us, so Emily. Back in back with the the cultists, um, that section of hell, the vestibule, is the beginning of. I read Dante's Inferno for this. Um, it's part of Limbo, where the opportunists and the uh, outcasts are sent, um, and. In this particular film, the opportunists are represented by the cultists that are clothed, and the one with the tits out are the uh, the outcasts, because the outcasts are forced to be naked and blah, 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 Jesus stuff. Ah, uh, interesting. Also, don't read Dante's Inferno, because it's just, like, two hours of audiobook of him just name-dropping. <laughs> oh, yeah, isn't it the whole, like, here are all these famous historical people, and here's why, exactly why they're in hell. Correct. Like this fucking Pope. Le Taupe, the mole, or the beige. This is such, like, tourist, white lady confidence. Like, I know you spend a lot of time down here, but I have a map that says this is better. Yeah. They're human bones, but they're also, like, 200 years old. 300 years old. Older. Most of them. (laughs) (laughs) It's the rats are the worst part. This would actually be the part of the excursion where I had to dip out because my boobs are too big for me to fit in that space. (laughs) Yeah, I would just be, I'm going to hang out with these weird ladies. Yeah, they just have their tits out, and it's fine. Don't have to crawl through bones and rats. I'll drink some wine that they say is blood, and like, I'm just, I'm not going to do this. Uh... This poor son of a bitch. So this is uh, one of my greatest fears is actually getting stuck in a tight space. Uh, To the point where even when I was a kid, I wouldn't go through the rabbit holes at uh, Enchanted Forest. (laughs) Even though they're like small adult sized. Have you heard that story about the cave diver who got stuck for, like, six days and then died? Yep. 
I was thinking just about caves in general. Yeah. Oh, caving. So like caves. caves. Caving freaks me out. Cave diving, I can't even imagine. Like combines yeah, my two favorite like biggest fears as of enclosed spaces and then water drowning. Just water everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's mostly, like, drowning and then being buried alive, which there was an entire Ryan Reynolds movie dedicated to that. (laughs) I would have throttled her at this point. Yeah. It's like, put Ben on. I mean, she's right, but... (laughs) Yeah, but it's like if your arm got chopped off and then your friend was like, no, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. You're fine. (laughs) If someone would do me a favor and set this scene to the Dig a Tunnel song from Lion King one and a half. This just keeps getting worse, doesn't it? I mean, the situation corrected itself. (laughs) He's not stuck anymore. They're just in another dimension. I get it. (laughs) I am also straight with all of my rings. Happy real Emily, everybody. He's French. No one in France is straight. Now they're all bi. <laughs> Poor George. <laughs> that should have been the title of this film. <laughs> bum bum bum. I had information on the specific make and model of that phone, and then I forgot. Why? Was that relevant? None of this is relevant.
Yes, uh, this is a 1940s Stromberg Carlson desk phone with a 1930s era uh, receiver. We haven't even seen it yet, have we? So that's cool. Yeah, Benji just keeps hearing all of this shit and he's like, hmm, glad I did this. Could have done a documentary about a bakery. Honestly, I kind of wish that they had gone with Tiny Dancer instead of this, but I understand <laughs> that the budget didn't allow for it. Yeah, you gotta go with something in the public domain. 30 minutes of Ben Feldman doing the closing part for Benny and the Jets. Ah. That's effective. It's done fucked up. <laughs> Papillon's like, I don't know what to tell you fuckers. <laughs> it's fucking weird. Shit's weird. I don't know. I'm gonna answer it. <laughs> You know, I've been listening to The Haunting of Hill House all day, and why is it always the hot girl who's crazy? That's usually how it goes, isn't it? Yeah. Well, is someone going to answer it? So this is unrelated to most things except for answering phones, but the other week, I had had a particularly long day at work, so I ordered a pizza from Domino's, and I answered the phone call from the pizza woman asking to be buzzed in with, Susan Matlock Jones and Associates, how can I... <laughs> I've done that. <gasps> Little... So, do you also think that Suxi and Latope were, were fucking before he went down into the tunnels? I can't say I've ever gotten that impression. She just seems very excited to see him. And he also seems very upset with her later. That's fair. So the character of Latope is representative of Sharon, the ferryman of the afterlife, as he guides them through purgatory into the deeper layers of hell. Oh, 
Is that bad? <laughs> yes, George, that's very bad. Guys, you need to stop panicking because you're giving me anxiety. Ah, uh, did you see that? Him walking in the background? No, I feel... Was that Latope or was that someone else? It was Latope. Oh. He's just moving very fast He's to make him creepy. Yeah. He's uh, was basically like, teleporting. I thought it was a... Um, what's that bitch? Movie. Yeah. Hate that. I'll get into that later. <laughs> like I said, it's a Canadian bacon-fisted adaptation of Dante's Inferno. Well, well, well. Look at that fucking well. <laughs> Yeah, you think? his fucking Adidas. I'll be down in a second. Very <laughs> cash. Need me to grab anything when I'm up here? Or? <laughs> oh, that's... Okay, so uh, I, I was gonna uh, say I it's foreshadowing, but no, this like bad stuff happens right here. It is a little bit of foreshadowing. I was going to say, because doesn't, like, Benji's harness fail, and that's well, what no, this happened? Th that bitch scares the shit out of him, so he just falls. Right. Because they lose most of their climbing gear. Um, I don't want to pause the movie, but I have to pee, so I'm going to go do that, but just know that we're heading into the lust level of hell. <laughs> you go do that. I'm going to... Oh, that's my cat. Um, I'll keep them entertained by telling them secrets about you. Oh, she's gone. Her headphones are done. Oh, shit. Now we got to save stuff. I'm not good at talking to myself. You can talk to my cat. Junie, do you want to come watch the movie with me? No, you don't give a shit. I'm sure this represents something in Dante, but I couldn't tell you what it is, because I tune Emily out when she tells it to me. Sounds bad, though. Oh, here she comes back. Don't tell her that I told you all her secrets. Uh, hi, small child. 
That is guy whose name I don't remember's kid. Danny? Oh, I thought it was um George's brother. Oh, I mean I guess it could also be George's could be either. brother. Yeah. Hi. Zed, his <laughs> name is Zed. This is pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know if they just kind of wrote these parts around what was already there. I would imagine this is something they, like, brought in. Like, false walls. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah, I don't think they were just pulling rocks out of... Yeah. Out of places. No, it's like this wasn't a real trap that was built into the catacombs that they then filmed. <laughs> it's actually a documentary. So very much identify with Benji in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm a Benji George crossover. Like, I don't want to do that. Okay. And people in the olden times didn't un- no fuck. You know, in retrospect, I kind of wish we had gotten Ben Feldman for this. (laughs) He might have had more insight than us. Uh, I think I should point out that the person who wrote this movie is from uh, Minneapolis. Oh, well, all the best people are. Yeah, but the people who wrote The Conjuring were from Portland, so... Oh my god, he also created that Waco miniseries with Taylor Kitsch. He knows exactly what I like! (laughs) Oh. He chose poorly. (laughs) 
you think the pitch meeting for this was, so what if we took all of the parts of national treasure that don't have American history in it, and then all the parts <laughs> of Indiana Jones where it doesn't belong in a museum, and then that guy from Mad Men with the mustache... Poke him. See what happens. Does this guy Actually, ever get explained, or is it just, like, a weird thing, like the phone? Um. I think it's it's more just, like, a... Like a, um... Ark of the Covenant Indiana Jones thing, where, like... right. They're trying to establish that it's old. Yes. And though, um, technically him being incorrupt makes sense, as this is a chamber that has been sealed off from air for, I guess, as long as it has existed. So, I was going to say, he's a regular accidental mummy. Yeah. It's not unbelievable. Oh, this I double hate. I would never be able to hold my breath this long. Okay, so I missed pointing out where gluttony was, but we're we're heading into greed. Oh, what was the scene you missed was when they went through that tunnel and like all the sound got weird. Yes. That was a thing, wasn't it? Yeah, that was lust. Um okay. in the inferno it's described as being, you know, colorless with a loud vortex that's swirling around with souls. So that vortex would be the the well. audio. Uh, gluttony was just that hallway where they kind of had that like growling sound. Oh right, it was this uh, the um, fluffy Cerberus. My cat is losing her mind. She knows we're creating quality online content. <laughs> She's excited for us. Ginny, they found the sorcerer's stone. She doesn't give a shit. Hi, Lucy. Lucy's just looking at me like you're watching this again. (laughs) Lucy has probably seen this movie eight times. She's like, you have fucking two seasons of Killing Eve to watch. Why are you doing this? (laughs) Still got, yeah, I was going to say, you guys still got to get out. See, I am George. (laughs) Can you imagine if Dante had, like, spoken like George in Dante's Inferno? (laughs) Just, like, walked into greed? Like, what the fuck is this? You know how you're jealous of your mom and dad? (laughs) And you banish them to different, like, dimensions?
Do I have news for you, George? <laughs> so this has some very hardcore um, Aladdin vibes. A little bit. What the hell is your problem? Womp womp. <laughs> the treasure's always a trap, you guys. Yeah, I can't think of a single situation where our treasure has just been like a come take me. Now she fucked up. Are you okay as we pull you out of a rock slide? George, fuck off. Oh, who gives a shit about Latope? I love that, how it also just washes the blood away from her arm. It got sucked back into her body. Oh, that's cool. Okay, I can see Actually, that. I don't know if that's right. That was just <laughs> dumbass theory. But I mean, that's the only way to explain that. You do need your blood, so... Because if there's one thing that Satan does, it's plan ahead. <laughs> you know, I think this might be the one piece of media that I seriously enjoy where Satan isn't played by a handsome British man. That's the title of the movie. She said the thing. Shh. 
I definitely want an As Above So Below tattoo, and that seems to be the obvious one, but I definitely just don't want a giant tattoo of an old man on my leg. Yeah, that one might be hard to explain. Didn't you find something that was like a... You found some sort of As Above So Below design. Yeah, I found one that's pretty cute. It looks a little Gravity Fallsy. There's also a tattoo artist uh, in Portland who does, like, super cute shit. Oh boy, another tunnel. As we descend into wrath. So I guess now would be as good a time as ever to uh, theorize about what these people did that earned them their deaths. Trip to and hell? What? Yeah. Their trip to hell? Yeah, because, I mean, they all experience their shit in a place that's uh, relevant. Also known as my future wedding vows. <laughs> Cool. Actually, I didn't copy that piece of trivia, but that's not what's over the gates of hell. What is over the gates of hell? Some bullshit. Might be from, like, the Bible or something. Not in Dante. Oh, hey. Back to the shit again. Oh, um, okay, so that is what's over the gates of hell. Sorry, my mistake. Uh, what they were entering wasn't actually the gates of hell. The gates of hell was back in that uh, tunnel where Benji got stuck. Right. They're currently, like, four layers in or something. Ah. <gasps> They are five layers in. I guess four. It's kind of like, oh, I was going to say, they never really stopped to contemplate that, uh, how weird everything is. Like, they notice things that are weird, and then they just kind of, I mean, that's what you got to do, I guess, is keep going, but... Like, I know looking at it from the outside, I'd be like, okay, so you guys just aren't going to talk about this. But she already found the Philosopher's Stone. She has miraculously True. cured someone, and they went through a tunnel that led them back to the start of the tunnel. I think it's just like, I don't give a shit anymore. I just want to go home. Yeah, it's like more pressing concerns than figuring out what's going on. Also, I think if they stopped and, like, realized the truth, it would just make it that much worse. Yeah. Hate that. You know, it just occurred to me for the life of me, I can't remember if this movie has like 
a score. I don't think it does. It really doesn't. There's not a lot of background music that I've noticed. Well, I mean, it would ruin the whole like found footage thing. Yeah, I guess that's probably a good point. Oh, hey, it's the old guy. Yeah, it's all just uh, like ambient, horrible noise. <gasps> it's the taupe. Okay, oh. so we're in wrath right now, and you know what's going to happen. My question yeah, to my you eyes. is, why do you think it's happening? Because we don't get any backstory for her. Right. Was she like... Didn't they... Her nickname is the Banshee, isn't it? Yeah, but her Maybe name is just... her name is yeah. Suxi, and Suxi and the Banshees is a band, so I have to uh... assume it has to do with that. I was going to guess, like, maybe she's just got a reputation for being I mean, maybe angry. she does have a temper, and that's what's happening. But I think maybe specifically it has to do with Latope, because everybody else's, like, circle of hell has, like, a very personal... I was going to say, Latope never, like, reappears after this, does he? No, this is the end of Latope. Oh, I hate this. So, yeah, I think maybe at some point she got really mad and, like, beat the shit out of Latope. That's possible. Oh, God, right on the face. See, she is definitely, or was definitely, fucking Le Papillon. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think it works when they're already dead. For other reasons, too, but yes. Yeah. Um, honestly, I would have enjoyed if she had been one of the th three to make it all the way through the movie. Yeah, I mean, the ratio of men to women in this movie is already a little tilted. Well, yeah. But I mean, you have that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um It does pass the Bechdel test though, doesn't it? What? Does it pass the Bechdel test? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah, there's uh two or more named female characters. And they do talk to each other about something other than men. Womp womp. Really, that's the thing that makes you go, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like they're reacting to this like they haven't been stuck in the tunnels of mystery for five hours. All right. So we are entering um, heresy, which is like a very religion-specific sin. Don't bite me. I think they actually phased that circle out of hell because it didn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> no, wait, no, I am sorry. We're going into fraud. Slash treachery. Like I said, it's loose. It's very loose. Do you kind of just skip over the ones that aren't plot related? Or that you can't, like, make... Oh, so... 
What's Benji's deal again? Like, I know why. Um, so the, the running theory on the IMDb, uh, trivia is that, um, this lady, uh, cause this is fraud. He dies in oh, fraud. Right. So I don't know if he like fucked her over and her baby cause there's a baby at some point. Yeah. I see. I oh, hear the baby Jesus crying. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. I forget Yikes. how soon Benji bites it. Yike. I'm gonna step away for just one minute to get a toy for my cat so she keeps stops attacking my feet. Fair enough. She's a perfect angel. <laughs> Are they crawling over goddamn bones again? Yeah, we're um, in uh, treachery because that's uh, George's sin. You didn't tell anyone my secrets, did you? I told them everything. Damn um, it. And, and looking at uh, this Danny that's under the bones right now, I think the kid that we saw earlier was um, Zed's okay. child. Different kid. Yeah. A lot of these men just need to fucking man up and deal with their children. <laughs> yeah, that seems to be the deal for a lot of them. Also, and I i mean, I'm not one to question the inner workings of hell and stuff, but I'm going to venture and say that George didn't do anything wrong. No. What was he, he was, like a little kid? He was a child. I pulled out this toy for my cat, and now she's just attacking the box the toy was in. You know, that sounds about right. Okay, so if you'll recall, I told you to pay attention to the man in the catacombs earlier. The one that told them to find Le Papillon? Oh, yeah. Go get I'm that bitch and bring really, it down here. Really, really enjoying the screaming in stereo. Yeah, I was, I was saying, I'm noticing the quality of my headphones. It sounds really... I'm picking up a lot of stuff I don't usually hear. That being said, I'm not telling you guys to listen to or watch this with headphones because it will drive you insane. There is a little background music, but it's very, like, ambient. One might even say it's coming from the bowels of hell itself. Like that, yeah. It's definitely not an easy listening soundtrack. No, it's not like music you would turn on and listen to to unwind. I have a playlist that has the Insidious theme on it, and I regret that choice every <laughs> time it's on. Okay, so. Again. There we go. There's the dude. 
Also, the whole thing that he's about to go through is literally in Dante's Inferno. Like, the way that he gets sucked into the ground and feet up. Because they get buried. Like, treacherous people. Uh, Nerdy uh, admission. I have watched this sequence frame by frame. Why? Because... I wanted to see exactly how the car sunk into the ground and how his feet are the only thing that ended up being sticking out. Did you find an answer? Yeah, I mean, it checks out. Like, his feet are sticking out of the window of the car and the car just kind of folds in on itself and gets sucked down and his feet, like, it turns over so the window is facing up and oh, then his yeah. feet are sticking out. That, that tracks. I also freeze-framed the scene right before Benji falls because I wanted to see what that bitch looked like up close. And she looks like that bitch. This would have been a good episode to get an Audible sponsorship. <laughs> Maybe I can make back that 650 that I spent on Clan of the Cave Bear when I was drunk. It's actually a really good book. I'm not going to lie to you. That's like a kid's book, right? Clan of the Cave Bear? I read that one. Yeah. No, it's about this um, this woman in the like caveman age who's one step of uh, evolution beyond Neanderthal. And her family is killed in an earthquake and she gets adopted by a clan of Neanderthals. And it's definitely not for children. Young adults or, like, adult? Adult. It's adult, okay. adult. Um, yeah, it's weird. It's it's as historically accurate as it could have been in, I think, the late 70s when it was written. Right. But the as author, much as they would have known. Yeah, the author actually used the Portland State Library to do her research for it. Interesting. Yeah. I would, Are they the only... Sorry. No, there's still Zed left. Yeah. He, yeah, who is there right now is they're the ones who make it through the entire way. They are currently in. All right. Um, I think the the last. Yeah, also, I mean, kind of awkward for Zed to be there during that. Very oh, he's he's third wheeling at heart. Moment. I, I'm pretty sure the only reason three people stayed alive is so that they had a third cameraman. Yeah, to get so it all isn't just, like, George switching and back and forth. Yeah. To be fair, that would be super annoying. Oh, it would. I'm not questioning this choice. I'm just saying that's why Zed's still alive. Oh, for sure. And uh, Suxi and Le Papillon were too interesting. Yeah, it was the other... You would want to know what's going on with them. I'd want to know their backstory. Okay. The mask... Whereas, like, on- Zed kind of just disappears into the... Pretty oh, much. yeah. Explain your thing. Okay. This is the devil, right? This is Satan. And the mask he's wearing is... You only see it for a second, because that's the kind of movie we're watching. But it's a baby's face with one side smashed to sim- to signify Satan falling from grace. I hate that. Yeah. Um, and this thing that's about to ruin George's day is thought to be Cain, the first murderer, who is condemned to spend the rest of his life ah. in hell uh, in the circle for treacherous people. 
and he becomes kind of like a stone golem because he's one of the fucking first people to go to hell. Interesting. And I say, and all the other wall people are just souls. Lost I would souls. have to assume that they're people who've messed up real bad, like Hitler's probably down there. <laughs> Satan knows they're there. Like, right? he, yeah. He's just fucking with him at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's no fun to just, like, outright kill them. You're going to let them wallow in your death cave of hell. They have literally been to hell and back, so. (laughs) Ah, poor Georgie. I wonder if they released this documentary when they got back. (laughs) Yeah, I would like to know more of the fiction of, like, because, like, a lot of times in found footage, you'll see, like, oh, we literally found this videotape and the people in it are, like, Blair Witch style. Yeah, or, like, Paranormal Activity. Like, how it became a movie, yeah. And they build the fiction around that, but... I would love to see As Above, So Below 2, 2 Above, 2 Below. <laughs> Where they go to the Italian catacombs. I'm going to send you a video of my cat. She's just lying here as I, like, hit her in the face with the toy. I've come to realize that the word rectify in my head always sounds like the word testify being shouted by a, like, Southern Baptist preacher. You know? Yeah. She's got a long way to run. Yeah, that's the part where it kind of loses me a tiny bit. But also the ways she just fucking palmed Kane in the face, like, not today. <laughs> also, was she, like, super good in gym class? That's... Must have been. I could never climb a rope. Does she I learn was... all nine of her languages at the rock gym? Like... Well, she she did mention she's like um, oh, she's, a black belt in Krav Maga. Yeah. So I imagine she's got some pretty good physical conditioning, just in general. Just biceps as for part days. of that. Yeah. I got to keep this on hand when we're actually podcasting. <laughs> This little ribbon toy my cat is playing with. Maybe then you won't jump on the counter. Oh, God. Forgot about this. Why? Because it's a horror movie. 
I feel like this is one of those shots that, like, is just there for the trailer. Oh, probably. Like, it makes it, like, if you took that scene out of context, it would make this look like a very different movie. It also gives her this nice blood-soaked aesthetic that she's going to carry through to the end of the film. And there's that, too. Oh, there's like mouse and stuff. Yeah. I think it might be just the the area is like, oh shit, she knows she's in hell now. We can really let loose. Yeah. Because it started with a kind of boiling a frog situation where like, we can't get too weird too fast. But once you get stone golems involved. Oh. Um, also, it took me like four viewings to realize that her reflection in that gold thing wasn't moving with her. And it was just like her looking at herself, not a reflection. Oh, really? Yeah. Because, like, if you notice when she was backing up, like, her reflection wasn't getting further away like it would if... Oh, interesting. I know it's not, but it kind of looks like her dad was played by Ray Liotta. <laughs> now they're going to kiss. <laughs> she does kind of like so Fuck done. You. <laughs> It was in me the entire time. <laughs> Maybe the real Sorcerer's Stone was in us the whole time. I wonder if she keeps this super superpower as she goes through life. Right? Just kissing cancer she's, patients. She's just magic now. <laughs> she'll, so she'll live she forever. She would technically be immortal then, wouldn't she? If she's got the stone? Theoretically, Yes. I don't know if it's Harry Potter rules where she's technically alive forever, but she looks like a skeleton with some cotton candy on top. <laughs> I cannot imagine doing all this running in anything less than yeah. comfortable pants. 
Like, what if someone wore uncomfortable jeans for this, and that's just what they're fucking wearing? Oh, God, and you're, like, running through the water, and... Okay, so... In Dante's Inferno, <laughs> as stated in the New York Times, um, to get out of hell, and I'm not fucking kidding, you have to climb up Satan's hairy belly and crawl out his uh, belly button. Gross. Yes. I'm glad they didn't take that approach. But technically, this manhole they come out of is Satan's belly button. I love after everything they've been through. We can't jump down a hole. We'll die. I will say this is a very cool shot and one of my favorites in the movie. Where they're coming back up or this one? Um, where they lift the... Yes. The mechanics of trying to, like, act it out, like, make my head hurt. I mean, honestly, you're not that worse off than you were before. No, but can you imagine, like... Um, just being trapped at the bottom of a very long hole and, like, you're just half fun starving to death. I mean, yeah, but it might be worse for Scarlet since she will live forever in this hole. Also true. Yes, yelling try is gonna help. <laughs> I don't have any smart-ass comments. This is just genuinely really cool. I know. It's very cool. I see. It almost looks like they filmed it backwards. But it's one continuous shot for a while. Yeah, I don't know. You're the film major. I'm just making shit up screenwriter and art department we'd need travis here she's really short yeah 
Can you even imagine? <laughs> oh, hey, Notre Dame. I try not to imagine, honestly. You know, using that as a reference, if you dropped me into Paris, I could maybe find that manhole. <laughs> I love how Zed just kind of He's walks like, away. He's like, I'm done. I'm done. He's like, okay. I have a kid to go call. He's <laughs> like, that was a nice life-changing experience. I'm just going to go. They were down there all day and no one had snacks. <sighs> My dad was rich, so... And now the best I'm not song. Not sure what that's supposed to mean. This is great. I, lo- I also love these credits. They're amazing. This song is still on my just general songs I enjoy playlist <laughs> on Spotify. Just your regular rotation? Yeah. I just generally like the aesthetics. It's there's so much to like look at because you miss stuff. Mm-hmm. Very much an underrated movie. I know. I'm glad we did this mostly because I wanted to watch it. Yeah, that too. I was like very excited mostly just because like man, I'm really psyched to watch As Above So Below again. Um, and if you guys donate to our tip jar, I will eventually be able to afford that as of so below tattoo. <laughs> Which is exactly where the money would go if you donated. From the production studios that brought you Batman and Jurassic Park. <laughs> Man, this makes me want to go back to Paris. I didn't even like Paris that much. What? It was fine. I was just, I got to Paris after seven days in Belgium, which is my second favorite country in the world now. Ah. What is your first? Ireland. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm. It's also just like, Belgium was fairly low key, and then you get to Paris, and there's like, tourists everywhere and lines everywhere so you should almost do them in and the I opposite was at the order end of my trip yeah i should have done paris first i feel like i would have appreciated it more if it wasn't after like at the very end of a 10-day trip yeah i think like if i were to get to to plan a trip to europe um i would have to start in london because obviously um obviously. and then do Paris because of Paris Disneyland and also the way that they make ham and cheese sandwiches over there is just top notch. Oh man, that was like my go-to lunch in both Belgium and France is a croque-monsieur. Monsieur? I can't pronounce it. Oh yeah, no, I'm talking more about how they just put ham and cheese on a baguette. Oh yeah. Like you can get fancy with it and you should, but 
just bread and cheese. That's all you need. Well, well there's no <laughs> after credit scene for this movie that I remember. No, I don't think it's part of the larger Marvel Cinematic Universe. So Marvel has ruined me in that respect because I sat through <laughs> all of the credits for Rocket Man. I don't know what I expected. Like Richard Madden was just going to pop out and be like, I'm actually not an asshole. <laughs> I was going to say, were you waiting for Elton John to be recruited into the Avengers Initiative? Just like no, I was waiting for Richard's El- home and Nick Fury shows up. I was waiting for the post credit scene that didn't get put onto Kingsman 2 where they invite Elton John to be a member of the Kingsman. Because <laughs> if you remember correctly, Elton John played a large part in Kingsman 2. Honestly, that's the, the only part of Kingsman 2 I remember besides the part where they killed Roxy that I'm still mad about. I am still mad about that. I also remember the part where um, Julianne Moore made that guy eat his friend. I don't remember this. Yeah, she shoved him in the meat grinder, and then he went and got his weird gold tattoo, and then he came back, and she had made him a burger, and that guy's legs were still sticking out of the meat grinder. I I mean, I remember all the surrounding things. I don't remember this particular moment in the movie. It's pretty gross. Yeah. That was a underwhelming movie. There is something at the very end. It was someone saying something. Um, I, I saw the uh, subtitles. It was Latope saying the only way out is down. Ah, yes. Did it specifically say that it was Latope or did you just realize? Yeah. Cause... No, nope, shit. it says Latope and then it says screeching. Yeah. I don't think I've ever watched the credits this far. Beautiful. Um so that was well, thank you that was for your guys's, watching the best movie in the world yeah, with us. That was your guys' treat for listening to the podcast thirty five thousand times. We'll see you at fifty thousand with the witch. Which is I'm a, gonna hold you to that. I really want to watch the yeah, witch again. Um I don't Not that I need an excuse. I but. don't watch the witch more often because I fucking hate the twins so much. Like oh, I already God, don't bad. like children. Also the yeah, m- mom makes me they sad. Are the worst children. It's going to start playing something that I'm probably not prepared to watch. Oh, nope. Oh, something went wrong. All right. Well, great. Well, <laughs> what a way to end the podcast. Yeah, I'm not going to do all of our plugs and stuff. I don't. No, nah, you know it. That edible hasn't kicked I, in I'm, fully. I'm going to assume if they made the effort of listening to our hour and 40 minute commentary, that they probably know the handles to our Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> I would hope at this point. And... In closing, I would just like to say, Ben Feldman, if you made it this far, if you watched a movie that you were in to listen to two people who had absolutely no connection to this film other than viewing it, I respect you, I love you, and I'm very excited for the next season of Superstore and for the Monsters, Inc. show that you were just cast in. Yes, congratulations. That's a big pull. We're all very proud of you. Okay. (laughs) Goodbye. Can we go now? Yep. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.